The Blonde Report, episode four, Blondes on Bricks. We are back, people. Welcome back to the Blonde Report podcast with your host, Jeannie McPhillips, and our queen analyst, Mary Epner. Mary had a birthday this week, everyone. We have to wish her a happy birthday. Woo! Thank you. Woo is right. Yes. Big weekend. And I know you, you listeners, first of all, thanks for tuning in. Second of all, you may be able to guess her age uh, based on the fact that we each have about 30 years of experience in the retail industry, but that doesn't mean anything because we could also be child prodigies. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that is true. Today, we are exploring bricks, meaning brick and mortar retail. It is in the heart of the back to school season. And we have done some really good research, I might add, on what's happening at retail, physical retail, in the bricks and mortar ecosystem. Okay, but first, for those of you guys who are new to the podcast, first of all, welcome. Second of all, just a quick intro to who we are and why do we care? Who are the blondes and why do we care? We are the Blonde Podcast. We are the Blonde Report on the Blonde Podcast because we have created this very cool research targeted to investors in the retail space by written, cast, and produced by real blonde retailers. Meaning we have tons of experience in the industry and we have all kinds of experts that help us roll up this research to deliver to you to help you make better investment decisions. That being said, I am gonna talk about my co-host first because she is just one, so amazing and so fabulous. Mary Epner has experience with brands like Saks, Macy's, Aeropostale, where she was senior executive level. And then she rolled into research and she has been an expert commentator in the space for people like Bloomberg, CNBC, Reuters, you name it. She's, oh, TD Ameritrade, I almost forgot them. And I'm sure I'm forgetting some, Mary. Who, who am I also? Oh, that's okay, it's yeah. okay. Just you know, a whole plethora of them. Yeah, there are some there are some published reports and then there's also Fox Business I've been on. So, and then some broadcasts um, over in China as well. So just in case. We are global. We do it all. Yes, we are, we global. are global. Yes. <laughs> we're Omni, we're global, we're blonde, we have it all. So my experience, oh, and both of us are live, real live professors at universities in the United States. I am a professor of business at Savannah College of Art and Design. And Mary is a professor of fashion at FIT in New York City. So we are in the groove, really in there with all of our future leaders of this country, all right? So we are in, the, in their minds, we understand like what's going on for these people, Gen Z, millennials that are rising up to be our future leaders. So that is a very, very cool perspective that we also offer in the Blonde Report. Okay, all that being said, blondes have more fun. So what we like to do is start out the podcast with a blonde joke. Okay, here we go today. Mary, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, she's always ready. A blonde asked her coworker, do you have any kids? Yes, she replied. I have one child that's just under two. The blonde said, I might be blonde, but I know how many one is. 
Good one. Good Where's one. the laugh track? Where's the laugh track? Okay. <laughs> so we're opening up Blondes on Bricks today. And we thought we would pre pre present to you guys or provide perspective on the business, the retail business from the brick and mortar side and also digital commerce side, which we'll be handling next week. So we're going to look at e-commerce and that side of the business, because as you guys know, with the pandemic that blew up last year more than ever, uh, it's already e-commerce was the fastest growing industry in the, in the world in history. So now it grew even faster, but now people are gravitating more towards bricks. People want to get out. There's pent up demand. And what are these retailers and brands and the companies that we follow? How are they responding to this? Mary, what, what are, what's your thought? What, what did you get this week when you were out there shopping? So thank you, Jeannie. A couple of things just as a backdrop for this. Please remember that brick and mortar still represents over 70% of the business that we will do for back to school and college, even for holiday. So it's not going away. I can't tell you how many people ask, oh, are malls still going to stay standing? No, they're not being turned into, you know, they're not being turned into a theme park. They will remain, but the way that they're handled will be different. So a couple of things that I saw last week that were really interesting. Number one, that uh, the companies that cater to the college students really came on strong, had some unique approaches and really captured the customer. But there were a few problems in there, which I will get to in a moment. And um, part two is that um, if there, if you had something new in fashion, a new way of looking at something with, uh, you know, a sustainable view, or you're really taking on a particular trend that is popular, then customers wanted to come into the store to see it, to feel it, to understand it. No, they don't need to come into uh, to your store to maybe get, you know, to feel the towels you know, for the, for their dorm rooms. But if there's a great new shoe or a pullover or a super soft cashmere, whatever it might be, that's the impetus to go out and see it, feel it for themselves. And you, Jeannie? I visited, thank you for that. Uh, Mary's insights are very powerful. Okay, she looks at the big picture uh, when she looks at these things because because of all the experience we have, you know, it's easy it's easy for us to I wouldn't say easy, but we have a different way of looking at it and turning it upside down and really ripping it apart so that you guys can take a different look at, at the company, right? Um, if you do want a deeper dive than some of the things that we cover on our podcast, please reach out to us on theblondreport.com and we'll be happy to set up a call with you to further analyze some of these trends that we're talking about, because these are just bites. These are just sound bites. We just want to provide, you know, quick and dirty sound bites on the podcast for your entertainment and listening pleasure. So I visited Freehold Raceway Mall in New Jersey, the king land of malls, okay? New Jersey, tons of malls in New Jersey. Freehold's in the smack dab central Jersey re represents a lot of um what we see in america so absolutely it's, it's, that's it's a great really one to, to see mm -hmm. yeah and i talked about staten island a couple weeks ago staten island a lot of those people migrate to jersey and where do they go in the freehold area so interesting like it's the same kind of you know they went from new york higher taxes new jersey still high taxes but not as high 
but similar profiles of people um, and demographics that are living in the area. That being said, the biggest thing I took away from my trip to the mall was that it was like a wild west. It was very different than seeing your national brand names all over the place, like a Gap, um, Express. You did see those, Gap, Express, Macy's, uh, JCPenney's, Mac, you know, you saw those, but the other things that were added were new ideas, new concepts that were one-offs, local. So a lot of stores had shop local as a tagline, as a display in the window, because guess what? The malls got crushed, right? They, they must have had to lower their lease costs and these guys took advantage of it. They said, okay, this is where there's gonna be traffic. I think we're gonna open up a, a storefront here and see what we can do. New concepts, things I had never heard of. There was one called Trashin, T-R-A-S-H-I-O-N, all about vintage, one-of-a-kind, vintage looks, right? It's a, a one-off kind of a place. And that was a very interesting thing that I saw, uh, trend that I saw in the mall. I mean, just different than your regular, like big box or big name national brand retailers. Those were there, but there was, you know, there's a lot of roadkill, right? A lot of people, a lot of stores didn't make it. There were still some empty stores, but a lot of them were populated by these new one-off ideas and also experience type of places like glamour shots. So photography studio or hair salons, nail salons, medi spas, massage parlor. So it's, it's really interesting how these malls are now morphing into a multi by a pretty powerful financial firm. And what they have done is established what they want the store to look like. And they dub themselves the future of physical retail or brick and mortar retail. And they have some themes that you alluded to of being sustainable, of being organic, wellness, you know, reduced waste. And they bring in these smaller stores or these st smaller brands that were digital and it brought them into an environment where they can be shown in the um, with other brands that share their vision. So, for example, they had a workout, a new workout machine, and then they had some they had some cosmetics and skincare. So that's really interesting, and I see that as being um, as happening in the bigger cities as well. And why not? I, I we've been saying for years that these digital brands need some sort of brick and mortar touchstone to the customer because before there were millions of websites, you could go on, you could find what you were looking for and see the newness and sort of get what they're doing. But now everybody's doing it. So if you say, I have the genie cashmere and it's the softest you've ever felt, what does the softest mean? And you talk about the ply. Most people don't understand what two ply, four ply, you know, cashmere is. So it allows them without a lot of capital to put their merchandise in front of actual customers who will touch and feel and see it um, in the neighborhood, so to speak, of um, other brands who share the same principles and values. 
it's kind of like it's like a showroom i mean it is that's exactly right and the mall should be taking advantage of this as well uh you know because obviously they're getting the traffic the, the mall by the way the mall was packed uh i actually went to the mall on a monday on purpose to see what that would be like versus the weekend and the parking lot was full the mall was packed people were shopping um there were a lot of young younger gen z millennials in the mall too it wasn't you know sure old folks like myself so it was it was very interesting but yeah they should be taking advantage of it. the digital digital footprint ideas should definitely be taking advantage of something like this it makes a lot of sense um and also just to mary's point about sustainability we are going to be covering in detail sustainability and what does that really mean okay everyone throws that word around and everyone you know these generations these younger generations are very very concerned about the environment and social causes around the climate change um and sustainability what does that really mean uh people throw it around are they using it correctly mary and i are going to delve a little deeper into that in an upcoming episode on the blonde report so so keep keep an eye out for that definitely that's a whole that's really going down an interesting um you know route so to speak because um in talking you know and we're hopefully going to be bringing in, in some interesting experts and they will tell you and they're not retailers but they talk about sustainability and what that means and how a company needs to define it and by the way hint hint or as a ps they've also said there are a lot of brands out there who say they're sustainable and they're really not if you're looking at the real guidelines and these days brands need to look at whether they're adhering to the guidelines or not and if they're explaining it correctly because if they're not you can be shut down by a group of influencers in no time flat so authenticity with um you know actual data to back it up are really critical as you go forward and you dub your brand as a sustainable one yeah i mean the data is ubiquitous it's everywhere these kids are not you know dumb they know how to how to right. navigate the internet they know how to find these things out they will reveal it uh and as i said mary and i are both professors in this world and they make decisions based on brands causes based on what these brands stand for that's so, right because they don't know what they can do they're looking at it and saying these adults in the room so to speak uh you know are supposed to be protecting the planet and they're not and we've got so many problems with you know with you know water and you know global warming and all of that and they don't know what to do and these initiatives are things that they can impact you know where they can make a gee if i if i buy here you, i can get 10% will go to you know helping you know somebody clean up the oceans or something like that or if i shop here they are pro you know they're pro this or pro that so it's there it's something that they can feel like they're doing and we've seen that that's really important in this shopping period and the ones that and brands and, and companies that don't pay attention to that they're not going to make it that's I mean, right they look, look look what happened to victoria secret i mean i think they're coming back around but yes you, you have yes. to watch that yes. um okay so queen let's hear about yes. some of the other trends that you saw emerging in this okay okay uh, ready to go on this so two things um in terms of people always ask about apparel and i've really been seeing two uh things at the opposite ends of the spectrum 
sort of a re like a rebirth of the 80s and I know this will be shocking but I was I was uh I was in that time. Yes, I know. Very surprising. And then we have the 90s. Yes. Wait, the 80s were the best ever. Okay, just saying. I agree. Yes, oh. I agree. The fashion, the fun, the music, it was great. And so, so you know, much of that, you know, it, and is reflected in the clothing for fall. And when, Jeannie, so when you think 80s um, and you think of apparel that, you know, women and, and men were wearing, what do you think of? What comes, to, what are some descriptives that come to mind? Oh my God, the baggy, the baggy pant, um, big oversized sweaters, multiples. Do you remember multiples? Of course, yes. Neon, yes. Um, big jackets, shoulder pads, over-exaggerated. Yes. Uh, what about colors? Color, neon. Yes. That's what yes. I remember the most. Yeah, and so that's what I've been seeing, whether it's at a mass level or, you know, more up upscale. So that's one end of the spectrum and not everybody wants to dress that way. So we have to address the other group um, who are more understated. And so it almost felt like a rebirth of 90s of Seattle and you know there, that influence. And so uh, the shirt jackets, which we mentioned before on our podcasts, and then we have you know the different kinds of baggy denim. And so it's, you know, we got some plaids in there. We've got some baggy denim and, you know, some great, you know, t-shirts that are organic. And those are the two profiles that I saw as being more pronounced, most pronounced in what retailers and brands online were offering. And so they, you know, those are two things that I think will be important, especially as we go into holiday, because in the case of the 80s trend, that's going to be a great report for holiday because, you know, uh, from what I've seen, it appears that the bejeweled dresses, you know, bags, you know, hair ornaments and shoes, you know, will all be a big deal for, you know, fourth quarter for holiday. You know, we, they were sitting in sweatpants last year and a lot of customers want to get back to wearing some of these, you know, more pronounced fashions. And then, um, the more understated consumer, it will, you know, it'll continue to, you know, boost brands that are more like a Timberland or, you know, some of the more outdoorsy brands, if you will. So those are the two different things that I saw. And, you know, you really have to pick a lane if you're a brand and who are you going after and how. And the other thing that uh, that's popping up uh, based on these baggy baggy trends right i'm wondering if the baggy trend has to do with the covid 15 you know <laughs> the fact i that, wouldn't be surprised you know it's just a direct it's a direct result um in in terms of how they're promoting their brands okay it's very very diverse um in terms of like what the models look like what the the marketing looks like it's not the old skinny model anymore that skinny girl doesn't it doesn't that 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 doesn't work for these for these generations okay it's that's very, right and yeah that's in fact good. i'm sorry Jeannie. go ahead no no it's all good you you go so i just took a glance at um because you know i am a nerd okay so i looked at <laughs> That's <laughs> one All right. I know that, that's shocker, right? <laughs> uh, but I looked at the census report um, from the year I was born, 
to now. And if you look at that census report, the latest one that's out by ethnicity, you're going to see that we are not a, you know, a white male population anymore as we were when I was growing up. And so the stores that really look at that and accept it and not try to act like it was 25 years ago will win. So to your point, Jeannie, I'm just sort of piggybacking on this, that, you know, we have, we have African-American or black um, uh, models, we have Asian models, and we have tall, thin, you know, heavy, short, and that's because that's what America looks like. And the brands that are tied to, you know, the, the gorgeous wannabe that you will never achieve will not prosper. And, you know, you mentioned Victoria's Secret and they did a lot that was very right over the decades, but that's one where they didn't, they didn't pivot quickly enough, okay, with their product. And, you know, and then when you get all of these consumers who, you know, are five two and they um, and they weigh 175 pounds. They they will not aspire to be these Victoria's Secret angels anymore. And so the stores that have embraced that will win and are winning, in fact. So that's a great point about the marketing and about who's representing them in social media and their ads. Yeah, I mean these these students, these customers, they're pissed. They don't want that. They do not right. want that. No, they don't. Thing happening anymore. I mean, you see it even in Vogue now. You don't see the same type of ad. I mean, it is like those days are gone. Yes. So, the, the other thing I wanted to add about the mall is that, you know, when you talked about different businesses going into the mall, um, I had a conversation with somebody associated with, you know, um, filling the mall spaces some time ago. And he was saying that where they see the opportunity is to um, really fill the spaces with wellness concepts. And so on the one hand, yes, we want to be authentic, but the other is it could be, and I'm not saying these brands are going into the mall, it could be Weight Watchers. It could be um, these- No, Weight cool... Watchers is there. Weight Watchers was in the mall actually. Weight Watchers- It was, okay, yes. so it made, okay, okay. I didn't know if that has gone national yet, but um, you know, they've talked about it, but I didn't know if they were going to roll that out. So, Good okay, call. so Weight Watchers, yeah. We love um, our queen. She's on point. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, so Weight Watchers, um, you know, um, teeth whitening, um, Invisalign, you know, um, Botox, all of these things. So while we say we accept that we can't look like a Victoria's Secret model, I want to make the best of what I have. And so also being the nerd I am, I look at statistics and the numbers of um, the numbers of people in the United States and globally who are getting, you know, Botox and different procedures that the age is lowering all the time. And so it's kind of interesting. And so I never thought I'd see the day where you could go to a mall and have Botox, get your teeth whitened and buy a bathing suit and sweats <laughs> for fall. But you know what? we're here and we're it's going to become some version of that going forward and we haven't even talked about you know by the time amazon you know gets you know stores in all the malls that's for a different week but you know so that's um that's kind of an interesting thing when we talk when you brought up that point about the different types of consumers and what they look like and what they're looking for 
um, it's it's really interesting because it's taking who you are, making the best of it. And I'm five two. I mean, I'm not, but if the consumer is five two, and he or she weighs, you know, 250 pounds, okay, how do I make the best of how I look? And so that's you know, if you can go to a mall or some outdoor shopping, you know, uh, center, and you know they appeal to you all the more power to you. So that it, that's an interesting time. It doesn't make it easy to predict, but we see the shifts, they're important, and they're going to continue to go down this road. Let me tell you, that is opening Pandora's box, and we are happy to explore yes. those topics with you on a deeper dive call, because there's a lot of things that Mary touched on, one being Amazon and their new store footprint of department stores. Who knew, okay? But for, like she said, for a later time, now it's time for us to wrap up the Blonde Podcast with our Blonde Bites. So, Blonde number one, our Blonde Bites are quick and dirty sound bites of something we saw, something really cool that we just wanna put out there really quickly. So, Blonde number one, what do you have this week? Okay, Target stores. Um, they may have been doing this for years, but it's even more uh, widespread than before. And that is they're having college nights at Target. And so they these colleges will have buses of students who are interested to go to Target. And they have a lot of people in the store to help them uh, with items that they need for their dorm room. And so that was really cool. and. So that's something that I think will really help them win for back to school because it's bringing them in, it's helping them make the decisions. Cause you know what? A lot of students are saying, oh yes, I know I might need this, I might need that. But very few of them have really mapped it out to the T. And so invariably you get to college and you need more. So I thought that was really cool what Target was doing. And then of course, Bed Bath & Beyond continued with their, you know, their lists of what you need. And I think that that's why Target really um, opted for a more personalized approach where you can get that consumer into the store. Because we know, Jeannie, that if you get the consumer into the store, chances are they'll spend more than they would have online. So those two together are good, are great, I love. But one problem, they're running out of merchandise. So I'm gonna get back to that very dull conversation of planning and allocation. Um, they need to improve that, particularly in time for holiday. Target, we love yeah. Target. They all, love, you know, they always come back around with something spectacular. I cannot get out of that store without spending two hundred dollars. Okay, exactly. It's a rule. Yes, it, like, it, you have to. It's crazy. <laughs> it is. Yes, and um, it's all the things you never knew you needed. Right. Exactly. You never know you need it. But Target, you're so good at it. I mean, yeah, yes. I'm so glad to see them them kicking and fighting because I, I love that concept. Okay. Um, and what Mary said about inventory. Oh my God, this is not my bite, but I just have to piggyback on what she said. The stores have less fixtures and less inventory overall. Like ballrooms, some of them. Okay. Yes. So that is definitely something to pay attention to. Okay, my blonde bite is so cool at Hollister there was a collection called the social tourist unisex collection designed for inclusivity wow exactly what it says a unisex collection super cool black and white very cool I mean this was very edgy for a brand like Hollister 
and the fact that they're paying attention. Okay, this is what their customers are talking about. This is what's happening in their world. And they paid attention and they delivered on it. That is smart. So Target Excellent. and Hollister both re-ending and running the bike to smart retailers that we see right now. Okay. So now just wrapping up for our podcast today, episode four, Blondes on Bricks. What are some of the key highlights? Well, we talked about the 80s and 90s trends coming back. Sustainability, diversity and inclusion, social impact. How is that, you know, driving trends? Uh, the wild, the new mall, the wild west, shopping local in the malls, and um, <clears throat> excuse me, some of these trends that we're seeing: with digital footprint in the retail physical stores. So. Did I leave anything out, my queen? You did not. You covered it well and summarized it. All right. Yes. I'm going to leave you on this note. Mary's words. Bricks are finally modernizing the consumer experience. If they are truly embracing the new customer, they will win. Okay. Quote, unquote, Mary Etner. Woo! We love our queen, our birthday queen. All right, on that note, we are going to end our episode today with our next week's highlights. We are going to talk about digital commerce, businesses with an e-commerce model, what's on the horizon for them, how are they performing, and Mary is going to have a special report on early results for back to school. And why is that, Mary? Why are we deciding to talk about that? because uh, much of the country has gone back to school already. So we have some early indicators on what was happening, what people are buying and what, you know, what they're not buying. And so after Labor Day, the Northeast schools will go back, but we already have a, a big portion of the country uh, back in school. And also because many of them are in the South, we'll also have some indicators on how they're viewing Delta and COVID going forward. Sorry, I hate to bring it up again, but it's reality and it impacts our business. So I have to be the killjoy here. So I want to talk about that as well. It's a hot mess, but yes. we're here to inform you. We are thanking you for listening and we look forward to seeing you or hearing you next week on episode five. And we are out. XOXO Blonde 1 and Blonde 2. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.